0: Pastor Bowman Podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear, and stories that will make you a better backcountry bowhunter, you're in the right place. We're independent, unsponsored, and unbiased, so we can cut the fluff and give you detailed advice on what really works and what doesn't. This is it, guys, the final check-in before the 2021 elk season. Josh and I are going to go over what we're doing last minute with gear, how we're training, and then, most importantly, our plan for the season. Uh, but this is a special episode for a lot of other reasons, so definitely listen to this. If you listen to one check-in this year, this is the one. So what are we doing right now, Josh?
1: <laughs> All right, to give everyone a picture, we are sitting in Baxter's uh, house, and we're about 30 feet from each other. Yeah. We can still see each other.
0: <laughs> we, figured, we figured out that the... Uh, the microphones give feedback if we're too close. We're sitting on the couch. Definitely didn't work. Um, so we've got this nice awkward, like, you know, twenty yard distance. I mean, I'd put the I'd put the top pin on you for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But yeah, we were talking before we started recording. This is the first time we're recording a
0: live podcast, like in person, since our very first episode, which is crazy. That's um, we didn't do any during the season last year, and then we started this. So it's two weeks in i think and then it was like covid and we're done so really cool mama josh is here in boise idaho um did i just give away where i live i think people know i think we've talked about it before i think we've talked about it before uh
1: but we haven't said the city should we cut that out
0: nah it's cool okay (laughs) (laughs) cats out of the bag folks (laughs) yeah i'm one of a million people in the treasure valley come find me um but uh (laughs) <laughs> so he's here. He's gonna be here the whole month, and he's gonna be here the whole month of elk season. And uh, yeah, we're freaking psyched. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I
1: haven't se- I? Literally, haven't seen Baxter since last year elk season.
0: Nuts. So. Even more crazy, he hasn't seen the baby since then. So there's been a what a lot of change. Oh my change. gosh, so much change, so much yeah. change. But anyway, the people want to hear about the good elk hunting stuff, right? So we'll <laughs> we'll stop being wishy washy. But it's a pretty cool <laughs> moment for sure. So yeah. Um, Yeah. But, uh, wow. Where do we even start? There's so much to do. I think, uh, we can just do the typical format of like the two or three things we're each doing, doing maybe. But, uh, I think the large part of this too, we can talk about our plan for the season, what we're going to do. Cause we've got what three, four weeks now, something like that, but we're already kind of planning that bit. So what were, what were we doing tonight for you, Josh? What were we doing today? Oh yeah. Right
1: before dinner. Well, oh, oh, dinner. First of all, dinner, mm. oh my gosh, I got to eat the elk that Baxter shot last year yeah. that I helped carry he carried me. out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was my first time tasting that elk and it was freaking delicious. Freaking tasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, before dinner, um, <clears throat> Baxter helped me cut arrows because uh, when I went to Hawaii, and when hunting, I was just feeling the Hawaii Island love and I gave away all my arrows to the guide. So I didn't have any arrows. <laughs> and so I bought a dozen arrows and now uh, got to get them cut and get back into archery shape and shoot a bunch. So,
0: yep, Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the guys, the other episodes we talked about, you know, I usually advocate getting that done in June. But <laughs> like we said, we've got a full-blown. Uh, a full-blown archery shop downstairs here, so I'm not worried about tuning. If we can't do that in about 30 minutes here, we've got a big problem. Um, so, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a good spot. And I actually don't even have my set of arrows. I've been trying to get the season set. They're not in stock. I'm on the fence whether I just go with the uh, the day sixes, which I love. I like testing new gear, but I don't like testing new gear a week before season. So, <laughs> Stay tuned for that. I'll have... uh, I mean, I've got six arrows right now. I could go hunt elk with them. No problem. Um, I've got probably... 300 arrows downstairs that aren't the ideal ones I want, but I could use those too. So (laughs) it is so unlike you, (laughs) Baxter. I know it's very, it's really atypical, but I think everything else is really dialed. So I feel pretty confident that this is like something I can figure out quick.
1: Yeah. So a couple of topics we'll cover today. Baxter is going to go over some gear tweaks. I'm looking at the list. I'm kind of curious if I didn't even know you. Man, always tweaking little things, but they add up. So we'll talk about gear tweaks, Baxter's doing some training we're both doing. been getting up early we got up early today which is nice Went on a hike we'll talk about our strategy for getting more specific this month um talk about our plan of attack this fall like decisions that you should make now and not so you don't have to make them in the moment (laughs) those are really really overlooked i think for most people Um, totally and then for me maybe i'll talk a little bit about archery and uh Maybe show off a little bit of my elk, new elk calling skills.
0: Oh yeah. He's ready, folks. <laughs> he walked in the, the garage today and he he called, you know, one or two very convincing calls. And they were that was first shot too. You know, like you went in cold. So I'm feeling confident. My uh my backup uh, caller here. You know, here we go. Yeah. We're not backup. Oh yeah, oh here it is. Pull it out of your vest. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. Here we go. Under under pressure. Oh, here we go, folks. <laughs> was that? It worked out. I think the the mic didn't pick it up for some. Like it kind of did, but we'll just give him credit, guys. It was a decent call. It was it was decent? Okay. Yeah, I still it, like, need to kinda, learn how to bugle. Yeah, it kind of worked in. Kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's good stuff. But yeah, maybe we do the gear gear tweaks. I think that's where a lot of folks' mind are because they're finally actually putting things together. And we're gonna go. You know, for me, I'm I've decided I'm gonna do a rifle mule deer hunt this fall. So we're gonna go do a little trip where you go scout probably and go do a single night. So like we talked about, really good to go out and test test stuff. So we're going to be out there doing that, which would be an awesome kind of shakeout trip um, to do as well. And the lady got a uh, limited entry bow hunting tag, like, late season. Um, so we're really stoked on that. Uh, really excited for her because she's with the kiddo, hasn't had as much hunting time. So it'll be really awesome to, to get her out there and hunt muleys. So stay tuned after elk season for... Our kind of first foray into would be kind of cool um, oh, maybe we can have her on the podcast yeah right <laughs> she fi- <laughs> finally gets to make an appearance and defend herself um <laughs> no she's uh it'll be cool but uh we can definitely do the readout on that one but yeah so i'm i uh I'm trying to think new gear i've done the new backpack I, we talked about that on the other one where um i just was gonna test a bunch of them but then got a great deal on the KU one and it kind of fixed the problems I had went from the 3000 to the 4,000 pro LT. Um, it's not squeaking so far, which is awesome. Uh, that room is really appreciated and it's definitely a whole lot more comfortable than the original K packs, even though I was using a pro frame, not the ultra frame. Um, so that's a big upgrade. I'm a fan of it so far. We did a weighted pack this morning, which we'll talk about more. Um, but I think a lot of these, I think the first item I just had on here, and we we're just brainstorming what to talk about was around saving weight. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty maniacal about gear. guys have seen the lists. you know, I've got my my stuff. I come from an ultralight backpacking background. So I'm used to shaving weight in good areas. But I think the the funny one to me, too, is a lot of guys get their new gear and they don't really think about it, and they just plug it in or they you know they've got a three liter water bladder, they plug it in. So there's a few ways that I was talking to Josh earlier, and it's like you can save some crazy weight. One of those is like even the belt clips on these Kuyu packs, you know, this, it's obscenely light. It's already like a three pound, 12 ounce pack, but it comes with all this webbing internally. And I pulled out the four different like interior straps and just those straps weighed five ounces. Like, really? That's, almost, that's like a, over a fourth a pound of weight, just those four straps. And uh, you know, I think a lot of guys just grab something off the shelf and they use it the way it is and they're afraid to modify it or tweak it or mess with it. You know, For example, I'll cut a lot of the like roll up strap things. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'll ever use more than half of this. So I'll nip that off. I mean, if you do all that stuff, it's easy to drop a half pound off a pack. Wow. Easy, which is, you know, it's so funny because guys pay an extra hundred bucks for a knife. That's an ounce lighter. And then it's super easy to dump another half pound. So that's, that's what I'm doing with that pack. And a lot of my gears, I'm the new gear, at least I'm trimming and cutting off labels. I'm pulling off things. I don't think are necessary that I'm going to use functionality wise. I'm, yeah, that's that's a great way to save weight. That's the ultimate way to save weight because you don't use that stuff. You
1: know? Right, it's just dead weight. Oh, that's amazing. Because yeah. that waist strap with me being so skinny, I have so much extra roll on that thing.
0: If I cut that thing off, yep. that would be like five ounces right off those straps alone. Probably, um, yeah. I mean, you probably have to, you sold that thing. <laughs> that's one you might have to think about first resale. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's like right. a lot of the other bits that don't really affect it, they save so much weight. And like another one that always gets me is guys have these three liter your water system is a a lot about saving weight. So for example, we're doing these loaded packouts. I'm using a 20 liter bladder and that's, you know, it's 2.2 pounds per liter. So that's like 40 pounds if I want to fill it up, but you know, most of the water bladders you use are three liters. And so guys will fill up a three liter water bladder at the beginning of the day, and they'll kind of milk that. And so you're effectively carrying two more liters than you ever really need at any given moment. And that's an extra five pounds, right? That's insane. That's so much weight. that's my tent, my sleeping pad, and my sleeping bag all together, right? Just because you have two extra liters. So I'm always, for example, I never really put more than like a liter and a half in my my water bag because and that's only if I'm going to suck down a half a liter really quick because I know in elk country, I'll always be going stream to stream. And with those little tiny uh, filters, it's really, really easy just to fill those up constantly. Um, and so I'm saving that, again, saving almost five pounds just by doing that and guys pay thousands of dollars to save five pounds. There's so many little tweaks like that, that you can put into your system and into the way you're thinking about things that I think save crazy weight and effort. Um,
1: It's really funny you bring up that water example, because guess how many liters I, my first day in in Elk country last season, first day going in, guess how many liters I carried with me? Uh, Probably full of the brim, full three. I had, I think I had three and I think I had an extra one full too, because <laughs> yeah. I, because I didn't know, I, I for me, yep, it was you the didn't confidence know it was there. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I was like, where's yep. the streams? I'm not sure. And man, I could not make it up that hill. I, I, I mean, oh, I could yeah. over after a while, but, and the yep. elevation was kicking me in the butt like first day yeah.
0: out. So my pack was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> guys, um, guys make fun of weight weenies, but when you throw an extra five pounds in your pack, it will make a tangible difference in how much you can hike in a day. Um, it's it's really huge. Um, this is just dead weight. It's not like if you weighed five pounds heavier, some of that's gonna be muscle, right? Like, yeah, if you could get rid of pure fat, that's the same thing. But uh yeah, it's uh it's a huge difference, man. So that's that's that. I mean, I've what else have I been tweaking? Like even the holster for the the handgun I've been trimming out, um two or three of my clothing layers I've been replacing and switching around. I've uh you know finally said i looked back and was like dude i've got so many electronics i've got my phone i've got my G- dedicated gps i've got the in reach and i've got the ePerb." i'm like okay hey, well what can die and like the dedicated gps i'm like it's time for this like onyx is good enough um, i'm very confident with where we hunt and i carry a compass so i'm like there's just no reason so that's gone um so yeah i'd say even after all this maniacal trimming i'm still trimming more
1: that's <laughs> like, yeah the yeah, the gun you're showing me—that little pistol that you carry—man, yep. that thing is light.
0: Yeah, no, that was the new one this year. Living in a free state, I'm allowed to say that now. <laughs> It's—I uh, was able to get like a subcompact concealed carry gun, and uh, that I'm going to carry that instead of the old 357 revolver, just because I'm not really worried about. There's no grizzlies where we're at. Well, at least we think. You know, there might be, but uh, there's no grizz, and I'm really concerned about uh, wolves. So having the the extra rounds is a big benefit. Having 12 rounds and a little micro compact is awesome. And then uh, um, for black bears, I've seen a lot of research on grizzlies being killed with nines that I trust. So I'm very confident with a hard cast bullet, you could take them down too. So so that right there, again, that saves, shoot, what is that? I think the subcompact is, a. I think it's an 18 ounce gun and the revolver was even, it was an ultralight. Five round revolver and it was still 29 ounces and then 12 rounds of nines weighs more than five rounds of 357 but i think it nets out to about half a pound of weight savings at least um so that's a huge one so the p3 sig p365x i'm very i'm in love with that little thing so just got that got a new holster for it like i talked about trim that down what else insoles yeah been I'm curious cool. about
1: those. Yeah. I've never used insoles before. I don't, I don't, yeah. What are the,
0: Yeah. what are the so, benefits? It, uh, this one always surprises folks that, like I said, I've done the Ironman triathlon. I've done a lot of other acts active stuff, but, but, uh, feet come down to genetics. Um, you can't, you I mean, unless it's an injury or something you can repair, you can't fix flat feet or collapsed arches that you come with. And I definitely have very flat feet with naturally high arches. So insoles have always been really important to me, but they drive me up the wall because so you have to get a custom one that costs crazy money. And then after a year or two is crap. And they take up so much volume in your boot. So I've been experimenting with a lot of them. I used to have some of the super feet, but um, I'm really excited about this company tread labs. Um, I've been trying cause they have, they've separated the plastic portion of the insole from the foam cover. So you can use a thin a thick or a, like a half shank one, all in the same insole piece. And so over time, also, as the install gets nasty, you just can buy a new foam cover. Huh. Um, so they've been awesome. And they they let you uh, you could get like a low, medium, high, or extra high. So you can tune. You can figure out which one it is. And I'm like Superfeet, where it's kind of like you get one. It's the same foam cover, and their high isn't that high. These guys really get it. So I've been dialing those in. I've been a huge fan. Uh, I love calling out companies that just make good stuff, and they make good stuff nice um, and if you use the code Baxter bowman yeah know. right <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah no we don't still unsponsored guys still no <laughs> money we're not that's not how we're gonna do it but no like it's they've really been cool and I've been had a great experience so um after after wheeling through like three or four companies so oh, that one's a good one um for people so, yeah I've been using those but they, they, I think people don't talk a lot about the diff, like your boot doesn't just fit and then you add an insole like their system they work together it's so like even the rigidity of this the insole and the boots fit like you have to test them and use them together um so that might work for me but you might find another one works better for you because it just works with your foot your foot and your boot insoles are like you have to try it kind of thing but do you which think- is also why i love them they give a 90 day money back guarantee kind of thing
1: right do you think everyone can benefit from insoles like do you think like like i mean everyone's foot's different but like Mm -hmm. how different does your foot have to be from the standard to use an insole like when do you know you need one or not
0: um i don't i don't definitely not everyone can benefit just because like some people have naturally like the wife has just super feet right like she could run barefoot and for a day and be totally (laughs) like so there's plenty of folks like that but i think anyone who even moderately pronates it's a pretty pretty amazing thing Um, especially when you're in elk season, you're using really heavy loads, like high impacts. You know, I used to do it. I tore a tendon um, interior. Uh, what is the name of that? Is it tibialis? I can't remember. Um, on the inside of my left foot because I I had the engine, but I didn't have the uh, the brakes, as they say. Like I, could, I was running seven-minute miles uh, for like 10 miles, like a month into my first time running. I'd never run more than a mile in my life because so, I had the fitness, but I didn't have the... And so I just wrecked the tendons in my foot. Um, but I think anyone who has those sorts of problems, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to save you for being that dumb, but it's really helpful. Like <laughs> They're, they're freaking great. So I think, uh, you know, know your foot. We talked about so many times the boot buying episode, like go to a running shop, have them do a gait analysis, have them look at your foot. There's no right answer on orthotics or, um, or boots. There's just no right answer. It's a hundred percent personal. So, right right uh, i think that's that's what i'll leave it at it's a, all the things we recommend it's the only one i'm just like it's 100 percent you like i can't tell you what you need
1: yeah yeah i uh i guess i just have a pretty average normal feet then i just never really had issues the boots yeah. feel great that i got so it got lucky that way yeah um but yeah oh wait that's you good. got new and i'm looking at the list you got new boots
0: yeah i've been experimenting with new boots i don't um this is not as much about elk season. I'd still love those trangos. I mean, they're so stiff and awesome. But as you noticed, we went turkey hunting the other year in California, like on a hard pack or anything that's not super intense, they're way too much boot. Like, I give you blisters. They're, um, even though they'd never given me a blister on elk terrain, it's just when it's that hard pack, it's not it's ideal. Just, yeah, clunk, clunk, so, clunk, like wearing clown shoes almost. Yeah. So I've <laughs> gone through a few, a uh, Salewa pair, uh, which are great, but they gave me a blister. Um, uh, I've gone trying some Solomons now, which I love Solomons. So I'm going to... And with a... This is another hot tip too with a less rigid boot. We did the whole boot episode like class one through five, you know, with a one or a two, which not necessarily an elk boot. You can get away with putting in a much stiffer orthotic if you use an orthotic and that kind of stiffens the whole boot. So I have a... treadlabs huh. Labs makes a carbon fiber um, yeah, orthotic. So that's literally like adding, you know, almost... So you could take a boot that's two to like a three. Um, kind of cal- category, and we talked about those before, so so I'm experimenting with that, and I'm using them. Um, and you saw me using trail runners to do our packing today, right? Yeah, like, I was surprised uh, at that actually. I was gonna yeah, mention that totally. No, yeah. well, they were because they had good orthotics and everything, felt oh. good. So it's like, I'm just gonna go for this, and it's a hard pack trail. Like, if you're hiking Yosemite, you don't need boots, you can wear freaking tennis shoes, like you know, yeah, that's, so that's kind of what we were doing, but anyway, so I'm experimenting with those, and I might cycle them in for elk season just because even though they're the ones I'm playing with are like category two kind of semi-flexy boots with a right orthotic. Um, they might be right for my foot. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. And for those who still have, love those triangles.
1: Yeah. yeah. For those who haven't listened to the boot one, the quick, the quick nugget there is like the harder the surface of the ground, the softer the boot. Right. Yeah. And if it, if you have a really soft ground, you need a stiff boot to like uh, be able to like cut into the the angles of the hill and the dirt and whatnot. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So we're, but that's, so those are a bunch of things I'm playing with day in, day out. Um, and then what else I got? The only real apparel I've got is I picked up a KU, uh super down pro, but that's not really for elk season. Um, I reviewed one last year. It's one of the two YouTube videos I've ever done, but they're really loud. So they're not really an archery piece, but I got it for the rifle hunting late season. And also when I'm chuckers hunting, I've just realized I don't have enough gear that's warm. Like I'm, I'm kind of unsafe in that. If I did break an ankle, I've got my one pound, um, you know, extra heavy duty uh emergency sleeping or aluminum sleeping bag that's like got baffles in it. It's not like one of those crappy little space uh ones, but I still kind of had my moment of like you need to be warm. And I don't think I've ever found I've never, I know hard on hand can say I've never found a warmer weight per or sorry, a better ratio of weight to warmth than that jacket. It's stupid warm uh for 13 ounces. Um so yeah I'm really excited about that. And I'll I know I've also talked some crud about uh, the DWR on the down, you know, the system they use. And so it was also a moment for me to go, well, if I'm going to say that, I better go test it. You know, like I'll, um, so I'm going to just test it when my life's not on the line for a year or two and then see if I would actually ever trust that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. A TLDR, probably not. <laughs> but <laughs> but hey, why not? Yeah. Uh, put your money where your mouth is. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. Um,
1: and then... Maybe we hop into the plan of attack and then, oh no, maybe we talk yeah, about training. We just,
0: yeah, we talk a little bit about training, but like what, you know, what have you been doing? I feel like I've just been
1: talking for minutes. <laughs> no, all it's right? all good. Um, Let's see, training. So in New York City, I got a gym membership. And then I was like, I was like, Baxter. So Baxter's birthday was last month. I was like, oh, happy birthday, Baxter. You're probably one of the hardest people to buy gifts for because, first <laughs> of all, you know, like run the research for everything and you probably own everything you want already. So I'm like, what do you want for your birthday Baxter? And then this guy says, send me three pictures of you at the gym. And I was like, okay, uh, whatever, if that's yep. what you want. all right."
0: And to uh, call elk,
1: those were the two, uh, those were the two. Oh yeah. And to learn how, what a good mentor for his and birthday. Josh did them
0: both. Josh did them both.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did I them. just went to the gym three times and left I, you know. <laughs> and I'm out, <laughs> uh, but on. yeah, got a gym membership. So two, three times a week I would do squats, Deadlifts, and then I would alternate between bench and shoulder presses. Um and then I would bike home and bike back from the gym. and And then two or three times a week, I would do a forty five minute zone two real slow jog. Um, nice. so yeah, i was was getting 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 fit. Um, and then now that I'm here at elevation, there's a trail right across the street from the place I'm staying, which is amazing. And uh, we got up this morning, waited waited hiking, did like eight hundred feet of elevation, something like that, three miles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Baxter and I are going to meet up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think it is. And we're going to do shoot. We're going to shoot one day, lift one day, hike one day. And then I think I'm going to start doing some two days where like after nice. work, I'll go for a jog or something, you know, that's something the, easier. That's the,
0: I don't have a baby exercise plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yeah so then on these yeah so tuesday thursdays I'll, I'll definitely do a hike another weighted hike or something and then in the evenings maybe a few times a week i'll do my own slow jog something easy maybe do some
0: stretching yeah which um, is this is I and mean, this is the reason you came a month early and it's freaking awesome because we get get this and not everybody's so fortunate um but i think it's a really interesting time we can talk about things folks can do because we did them all when we lived in places we couldn't do this um but I mean, it's a really interesting time too, because as we talked about, I don't think you're gaining a ton of fitness at this point, but it's like more converting fitness to what's applicable. So like really, I mean, if, cause three days a week, we're going to work out together two days a week. We're not, I'm basically just doing sports specific stuff. So like the only things I'm not doing are like a mountain bike ride. Cause I love that. And that's still really good sports. Like that helps you a lot for backpacking and hiking, but almost all of it's just weighted packing and um, shooting the bow at this point. So those are literally the things you do in September. So we're just, all we're doing is really converting our, converting our work so far into stuff that actually matters, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting to take the learnings from like marathon training, like the closer you get to the event for us, it's the hunting event, the more specific the training gets in terms of like the terrain that you're on, the elevation you're at, the temperature, things like that. Yeah. So, I'm super lucky to get to be here in the state that I'll be hunting in. So,
0: yeah. And I think it's Um, good too, to like the boots, that's huge. Like if you can, no matter how good your boots fit, you can always still get blisters if something goes weird. Like you get, you know, you step in a Creek and it gets wet. But like, if you use your boots for like two weeks before elk season, like your feet are nuke proof, you know? So there's a lot of things like that. Same with the pack, like the the abrasions. The guy was I always play with pack fit. You know, everyone asks me like, how do you fit a pack perfectly? And I'm like, you, you test it 3000 different ways. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm always like tweaking another half an inch here, doing this strap tighter, this one looser. Like, and if you get to do that, you know, 20 days in a row, like when you get to elk season, you were like, I know. Um, Cause for example, we talked about this last year, but there's two different ways to pack, to fit a pack. One is like your normal load. And the other is when you're packing out an elk. Right. I think that's one thing XO mountain gear does. Amazing. Is they have these little, inserts in the bottom of their frame you flip and it makes the the frame higher which is essentially what you need when you're packing an elk because there's more weight so it's pushing down the straps and the the belt further so just getting to know your gear that well like really really um, helps out so that's why we're doing a lot of that stuff
1: yeah and also there's, I feel like there's the little muscles, like those
0: backpacking little mm-hmm. hip muscles yeah, that hip flexors. Oh, for sure.
1: They're just like, I'm not sure if there's a very great way to train that one. You know, you just yeah. get out, like the first weekend you go backpacking, then you come back and you're sore in those weird places. Yeah. So if you get that specific early and you're packing, you're wearing the pack that you're going to wear while hunting and you pack it with the same weight you're going to be carrying around,
0: like. Your yeah. body, it won't be as much of a shocker, I guess. Totally, when you get to hell care? No, and for guys that aren't so, if you're not here in a mountainous area and you're not in the Rocky Mountain West, which is probably 95% of the guys listening to this podcast, like we we used to train for this stuff pretty much just as effectively. It's just not as easy or fun. Um, and that was so. For example, in the weighted pack, I bought a 20 liter water bladder, and I fill it up with as much water that weighs around, like my totally rigged out. My pack is like 18 pounds or something stupid. Yeah. Your pack is ridiculously bad. Uns- obscene. Cause it's, that's like a double layer tent. That's like a super warm bag. It's like the extra heavy, like it's, it's all about comfort. Um, but I just still put like 30 pounds in there or whatever. 20, I think it was like 20 something, but so you can get a water bladder. Um, I've used gallon jugs in the past books, whatever it is, chuck it in your pack. And if you can't get to the Hills, just go to the gym and get a step up box just like just pound that sucker out for an hour i mean not to you like dripping but like you would be hiking you know what i mean like just that kid just steady and uh, i did used to do that and it sucks but it sucks a whole lot less than not being able to hunt out because you're not in shape so
1: yeah and i remember yeah. you saying in san francisco you used to find that you used to go to your work building was it stairs just, yeah just, just climb those stairs climb stairs yeah. 40 40 uh
0: floors of stairs up down up down up down uh, and <laughs> so, they used, at least there's my in my elk hunting boots, you know, I'd put those in the gym bag. Cause that's hey. that like, again, it gets you what we're talking about. You're used to the boots. Right. Um, so it's, it stinks, but like, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. No problem. Anywhere in the U S so, um, yeah. yeah, but it's all good stuff and super fun to get up and get all fired up with your buddies and go. Yeah. elk hunt too. So, yeah, I think like a couple of days before I got here, I was talking to Baxter on the phone. I was like,
1: dude, I'm treating this for weeks. Like it's an elk. Training, training camp, camp. Yeah. yeah it's
0: like that yeah. last four weeks like before like, yeah going into yeah. season what are we what are we not doing before season josh where are we not going before season oh we're not going to uh our spot yeah we're not uh we're not going up and looking which a lot of guys are like what um i don't i think both of us are just like i don't think it's worth the drive and you know like i don't really see the benefit especially we're going to be there a bunch
1: yeah um, and the arc aren't yeah. going to be in
0: the spots that they really oh maybe they'll be yeah well, the last Last two or three weeks here, you're getting into like effective scouting time okay. you know, like a week or two before for sure. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I'm going to be driving up. Well, that's a dovetail into our plans for September, isn't it? But <laughs> I'm going to be up every weekend that I'm I'm taking one week off and I'll be up every other weekend. So I'm, I'm already going to put a hell of a lot of driving on the truck and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to throw another one on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, don't, I just, I would, if I thought it would make me more successful, but it might add half a percent to my success rate. I don't know. yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah that's a really good um what do they call that dovetail into a transition into uh our plan smooth we're we're here like in person like making hand motions like (laughs) nice good um uh, it's really funny because we've never like even looked at each other made eye contact you're like it's it's so different than looking at the screen (laughs) and he's like 30 feet from here so i know it's so funny funny um yeah, but no I plans. This is this is where it gets real. Um, we'll talk broadhead tuning. I think we talked a little bit. You built your arrows today. We talked about. We'll talk broadhead tuning and all that stuff next week, just to save time and like. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, just on that because it's like the gear thing we're doing the last minute too. Mm-hmm. Other than like taking our gear out for a, a scouting trip, like a one night backpack. Um, so that just leaves how are we approaching the season? So yeah. give me your give me your rundown, Josh. Like. How many times are you going hunting? When are you going hunting? You taking vacation? Which elk are you going to shoot? If it shows up on day one. Like, how far are you going to shoot? You know, where do you want to go? Like, how's your style different this year? I mean, all these things you don't really like, you can decide them now, you know, and then live with them for three, four weeks, make sure you really want to do them. So we feared we'd just go for it tonight. Yeah. So I'm going to a lake called, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is my spot. Here's a GPS coordinates. <laughs> yeah. But um,
1: yeah, so I'll start with the days. So first we got Labor Day that first weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take, well, you're living, uh, we're not telling people town. Yeah. that bad idea. But I'm living near, you're going to move for that month because you work remote. You're going to live near where we're at, right? right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to move to no, somewhere within an hour or something of where we
1: can get to Elk well, More like
0: two or three. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. But if people also look at your Instagram, we're going to have problems. So, Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not going to
1: post anything about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got to not not give it away. But uh, let's see. We got Labor Day on, what, the September 6th, Monday. Yep. So I'll hunt. That first weekend will be the first weekend I hunt. So I'll hunt four or five, uh, four, five six. Those three days. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take off the 10th, which is Friday. Yep. All the way and the whole next week. So the 13th through the 17th, Monday through nice. Friday, I'll take that off. So I'll be able to hunt the four, or five, September 4, 5, 6, and then yep. the 10th all the way to the 19th, which would be yep. sweet. And then I'll have, oh man, only one more weekend after that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. There's only four
0: weekends in elk season, at least um, we're in Idaho under general uh general archery conditions because it starts excuse me it starts like midweek and ends in midweek so some years you get five weekends you know am i doing that right is it four yeah we have four looking at the calendar it's great Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we got four weekends so but that's 15 days of yeah a a lot of hunting it's good yeah Yeah. really getting it in i'll be doing the same plan actually because we kinda of coordinated. <laughs> but I'll be doing the whole first weekend with just me and then the the week we'll be going with uh the lady and the baby. We're running another R V, taking everybody up. She's got a tag and she's gonna try morning and evening near the near the place. We've got some cameras set up within a five minute walk of the R V and I think there's a good chance she'll be able to look at something at least. Um, so she'll be there that weekend and I'll be there the whole week with her or that week. And I'll be there the whole week. And then we're doing the two, two weekends as well. Well, I mean, hopefully we're tagged out by then, but yeah. yeah. So that's she'll- the time.
1: Yeah. So I'm taking a total of six days off and get to hunt 15 days, which is pretty sweet. Pretty good deal. I I, mm-hmm. I, I think I've only taken three days off in the last like 10 months. So Dang. I was like really saving it for this. <laughs> you are screwing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's that in terms of what i'm going to shoot mm-hmm. brown it's down if it's brown it's down except for calf a calf obviously yeah, but yeah, like if it's yeah. a cow if it's a bull i don't really care it, as soon as i get an opportunity it's going down no hesitation yeah yep. no ifs, ands, or buts and that decision is made so yep don't got to think about it
0: totally no i think it's i think it's good and we uh we had that combo last year and it was kind of sad because the times josh and i hunted together you could have killed if I, if you'd had your bow with you, we could have killed you like what? Six or seven cows Cows, yeah, probably. <laughs> and a spike. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think that's the right call, dude, for sure. Just cause you get something, you get the meat. You're, you've always been about the meat too. So yeah, yeah. It'll be really awesome. when you get that under your belt, you are know, like I got one, um, which is cool. And I'm, I'm kind of on the same train this year. We were talking about that earlier where I got the the big one, the giant one last year and, um, I debated getting a second tag this year and doing all this other stuff, but the reality is I'm only taking a full week off and yeah, I'll get 14 or 15 days total. But uh, for me this year, Josh has got a tag. My wife's got a tag. Uh, last year was my selfish year to go for a big one and like pass a ton of elk, but like we like eating elk. We love it. So I think if it's a raghorn bull, cause I've, I've shot a cow before and it didn't taste as good because it was an old one. It can, so it can be kind of hard to tell, you know, are they are they tasty or not? And so I'm like, okay, raghorn bull or on up, it's down. I really don't care. Um, I love hunting elk. So I'd rather shoot one of those and have opportunity to be with you or her and hunt and do that sort of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, this, this year's a, yeah, back to a normal size elk year. Dang. Not, not swinging for the fences.
1: It's pretty intense because it's like, there's three of us with three tags and you're the most experienced one and you're going to be like guiding us a lot basically mm-hmm. or giving us tips and packing out and yep wow
0: that's that's i mean if we can pull it off like th- it three. would be sweet i i think our goal a good goal is two. i think that's a good one between three folks um i don't i mean i'm not that confident like it can go any which way but i feel like if i put in good effort and i don't have a super high standard given that i had like 10 or 12 encounters last year I could for sure put something down I hope right fingers crossed knock on wood like I could easily at the end of the season be saying a lot a lot of close things but nothing yeah Um, but then I think for one of you guys if we can get you enough at-bats then something's something good this way comes so I'm trying to like manage my expectations
1: because part of me is yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm getting one. But another part of me is like, dude, don't think that, man. It's a 10% success rate for a reason. Yeah. This is only your second year. Like, yeah. What do you mean you're getting one? Like the
0: just yeah. that's why I gotta really train hard this month. So, like, yeah, yeah, the ceiling well, I think, is lifted. I think you had such a good attitude last year where it was like, I'm here to learn. And like, that's still here. But I think you've also you've transitioned into I've seen you you just got five years of health experience in one year you know what i mean like i think you're ready to you're ready to make it happen so i'm not i still think that's the right attitude and i still think everything is gravy but i also do think like it's a good yeah i think there's just being realistic like you you've got a good shot this year so
1: yeah yeah Uh, i hope so i hope i got a good shot i'm trying trying to in terms of my expectations just make sure i don't feel like i got it in the bag like and that that fear is what's making me want to do the two-a-days and really yep. shoot a bunch and, and scout, you know, e-scout and all
0: that and review yep. all the materials. And yeah. Whatnot. Well, if you walked it last day with no elk, like you, like you're fine. Everything's great. It was amazing. You learned more. Like that's where I'm at, where I'm at too. Like that never goes away. You know what I mean? Like there's never, there's never, that's what I love elk hunting is no matter how good you are at elk cutting, you're, you're always gonna have the possibility of walking. So yeah. 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 But at uh, least yeah we were like, hey, this is what we're doing. we know, even if we shoot it day one, you're like, I'm stoked. I got it done. I can really enjoy. And we've got some other uh, dogs in that fight because we've got bird season opening, we've got the baby to play with. We've got two, like you said, other folks with tags. So there's a lot of good reasons to put an arrow through something quick. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I definitely do feel like a little bit more pressure
1: this year compared to last oh, yeah. year. Because <laughs> last it's, year it's like, yeah, it's your first year, dude. I'd like it'd be amazing if you got And This year it's like, yeah, All right, dude, like, nah, you've been there nah. before,
0: like, come on. So it's, I'm like, it's always the first year of the rest of your elk career. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I got I to gotta freaking get one this year. Should I try the opposite approach and like put a ton of pressure on you and just see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Josh, we've invested this much
1: time, nice. over 60 cool. hours on air, one on one. <laughs>
0: You gotta get one. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yeah, hell no, man. You, you uh, can if you didn't shoot an elk for five years, I'd be stuck. We're still having fun. <laughs> um, no, it's, but it's it's good stuff to think about because like that's the worst possible position for guys listening. Like I've been there where you it's like day morning one. I mean, I had that conversation with Margaret at full draw, trying to figure out if we wanted to shoot that cow that day. So you don't want to do that. That's that's as bad as it goes. We pull it off. We got lucky. Like to know that like this is the elk I'm shooting. I'd be happy with this. That's a huge battle to win. Cause that happened to me last year. You know, I had that like medium sized five by five. I hesitated. I had, you know, had him within 30 yards for like almost 10 minutes. I think it was like eight minutes or something. Um, but I hesitated on the first like good opportunity I had. Cause I'm like, is that big enough? Do I want that? Um, so if that, ha- you know, like if I did that again this year, I'd be really disappointed. Yeah. Cause part yeah. of it's like, if you didn't get that one on the last day, yeah, Yo, I would have been so oh, good. Yeah. yeah. No, I look back at that honestly, and I think, um, even though I shot the big one, I'm like, I, I think I wish I would have shot that smaller that five time. by five because then I would have been done. We could have focused on you, probably got you one. You know what I mean? Like, we, so, so, yeah.
1: Interesting. But, I, but that's, yeah. that's
0: a decision I don't, that's what happens when you don't make that call now. So yeah. I met so many guys. So packing out Elk in Colorado, you meet a ton of guys because <laughs> there's a ton <laughs> of guys in Colorado, but, I honestly think Colorado is easier to kill an elk than Idaho, but that's another whole diatribe. That's not just me because I'm a resident here. Like I genuinely think all the people just push them into more concentrated areas. But so hiking out, you always talk to folks because they see you with an elk on your back and they all want to talk. And I, I mean, I probably talked to 10 guys that were like, I had a cow dead to right on day three and I didn't take it and I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm so upset. And it's like, yeah, man, well just got to Gotta make that call, you know? Yeah. So for those who are listening, like
1: like how would you how would you so let's say I do want to shoot a really big bull and I'm gonna hunt for let's say ten days. Yeah. Would you suggest them say like, okay, I'm gonna only pass until day five? Like basically just have some cutoff
0: date before they like how specific should they get with these decisions ahead of time? Dude, I don't know, and I'm definitely not the expert on it. I think just I think it's just totally you and knowing yourself. I think that's a huge thing in life in every aspect. But like truly, what will make you happy? Because if you're like, no, even though I get the meat, I'll deep down be like, oh, I didn't kill a bull and I didn't get the antlers. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, you can you can question your own assumptions, but there's nothing wrong with that. But what's wrong is if you do make a call that makes you un unhappy about where you got to. Right. You know? so if you're like, no, I know genuinely, I would rather have shot a bull. Like that's fine like as long as you know that and you're comfortable eating tag soup knowing that at the end of the season you're like cool like i'm really happy i didn't shoot the cow because i know even then i would have been bummed um versus some guys like i think you've been really candid and open with it you're like dude i just want to shoot an elk and i want the meat and i like want the experience like i want to butcher it i want to go get it like if you know that's you then dang um do it you know like there's no no better way to learn. We talked about scouting during elk season. Huh, that's the best stinking times. So there's really no downside to um, to shooting one early and coming back and you know looking around because you learn and you'll do stuff you never would do before. Like you're not gonna if you don't know how to call, well you're not gonna screw around with a good opportunity with calling because you're like I don't trust it. And so the only way to really learn it is to go back and like when it doesn't matter you just totally do stupid stuff and you'll learn crazy things. You'll learn way faster than if you were actually hunting. So. Dude,
1: that'd be so yeah. fun to shoot one day, one, and then go back the next weekend and just call, do like calling sequences Crazy and sequences just see if yeah. you can get
0: them come in. Just yeah. get, run out them them of, do come. all the things you're a little nervous to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that's my thought on it. But yeah, um, yeah I see
1: the I see you have the question here: calling or not? Um, yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts after? Yeah. practicing? So I'm gonna cow call for sure. Okay. I've got a month to learn how to bugle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you can,
0: you can try that out. I think it comes calling is like confidence, right? It's like, you got to have confidence in it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've had a lot of long drives to practice a little bit. So I I got that better, but I I think I will definitely cow call at least yeah, yeah, when the time's right. I just need to figure out when to cow call and when not to.
0: Yeah. I would, I mean, if we were in a setup and we, I tend to not call until it's the, what I think is the best option, but I would for sure be like, Josh is good enough at cow calling. I'd be like, you know, that way and give me a call you know like yeah yeah yeah. if i feel good about it you should feel good about it right like cool cool it's the other guy on the line you know like, that's so true yeah yeah so, and then it just comes out squeaky oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I, you know i would just start laughing right i would burst out laughing it's just it would be so funny it's just like oh, i'd probably be spook the the bull because you would, the, he probably wouldn't care that much, but I would die laughing. Yeah. So, Cause like, what is that?
1: Is that a turkey over there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So, no, I, I don't, honestly, I'll probably still do mostly cow calling. Um, unless I get one of those scenarios where Paul, like I've been looking at that pretty, pretty consistently, but one of those scenarios where I'm like, I'm very confident. Like, I'm progressing as a caller for sure. Like, that's my biggest area opportunity. And I think if I see one of those areas where I'm like, Oh, perfect! Like this is the exact scenario I've read, and you know, then I'm like, oh, cool, I'm gonna try it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: So, or it's a down day, I might give it a shot. So that's a little more aggressive with calling than I've been in the past. Like in the yeah. past, it's like it's got to be literally perfect um, scenario, or like we talked about last season, like last ditch attempt. But now yeah. I think I'd, I'd probably go from like hundred percent down to like seventy five percent, or would that be zero to 20? whatever?
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Just a little more tolerance. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting because it's with calling, it's not only the ability to make the sound that you want, but it's the ability to read the situation then go to which sounds yeah. like that. Yeah. That's challenging. Um, yeah. Cool. How far are you shooting? Oh, uh, I think, Ooh, dangerous words right there. I think ooh. I'll, um, I don't know. I, I'll have to see how my, cause I haven't picked up a bow in a little
0: while. I was going to say 60. Mm-hmm. I, I think you were 60 last year, but you you just felt comfortable 50. Uh, yeah. I feel like you'd be pretty, like I don't think I've ever seen you pull something at 60 that would be off an elk kill zone. Yeah. Ever. I was going
1: to say 60. I mean, I shot yeah.
0: a <laughs> I shot a, a goat at 50. Yeah. You shot a a, very, a target that's what a kill zone on that thing was probably what, four inches by four inches? Yeah, yeah. Versus 12 by 12 on an elk. Right, so, right. That's not three times bigger. That's like area so that's probably like 10 times bigger yeah so i I, yeah but then it's a little i mean i'm only
1: hesitating now because i haven't picked up my bow in like a few months if i Mm -hmm. if i start shooting this week and next week and i'm like ah
0: there's some flyers in there i'll probably drop it down to like 50 yeah but i've got a feeling it's going to come back yeah Yeah. you shot like crazy going up to hawaii and then you were traveling so you couldn't really practice um or i just got lazy i probably could have and i just got i mean i could have dry fired in the room a little bit but yeah uh, i mean mean, not dry fire a blank bill (laughs) bailed the room yeah Yeah, yeah, i've done some of that some blank bailing i haven't been that great either because started a new job took a two-week trip to go visit relatives so combined it's been a literal month of travel um so i haven't really shot a ton for about a month yeah uh so i'm in the same bucket where i'm probably dropping you know i used to say just super confident at 80 like no problem but it'll probably be 60 or 70 this year we'll see like you said it's going to be you know, going three mornings a week, you know, shooting three times a week, see what that yeah. does. Um, I think some of this, uh, some of this stuff is, it's always better to be consistent, but I think also if you've shot, you, know, you shot a ton early in the year or mid year, it's a lot different than a guy who's picking it up one month from season hasn't shot for 10 months. That's a huge right, difference. Right, so, right. but yeah, for me, it's just age old pie plate tests, you know, can I keep it on a pie plate every time? Um, and yeah, so I'll probably be 60, 70 this year. Yeah. Uh, versus my, 80 in the past yeah my farthest pin goes to 60 so <laughs> nah, well, that, that solves that problem yeah. yeah yeah and again like this stuff is super personal i'll probably get some hate mail for saying that but like 80 for me would have only been dead level no wind on un, animals unaware uh and josh has seen it i can put a I'd hand put, 500
1: at, at 100
0: at 100 i can put all you know all 6 to 12 arrows in a in a extended hand like no problem that was where i yeah. used to be so i that for me is something I feel super, super confident in, but, uh, please no hate mail, please. Um, um yeah. So and I do always get as close as I can stink and get. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think those are kind of the big ones, right? We talked mm-hmm. about what we're doing, where we're going, not, not where we're going, definitely not where we're going. Um, I thought <laughs> we're doing our plans, the
1: gear we're tweaking, but yeah, as you're listening to this, think about your own plan. What's your shot distance. Are you going to call or not? Um, what's the smallest elk you're going to shoot? When are you going to shoot it? And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, have those decisions made ahead of time. So you don't have to figure it out during season. Um, I think
0: packing, you're taking your pack, putting everything in it, carrying it around, even, you know, especially if you can just even get a night, a one night trip, even if you're like, I'm just going to go in the backyard and like treat this like I'm unsupported. I can't go inside. Uh, I think that's pretty essential. Uh, Yeah. That's a really good thing to do. And then really the last thing is just the last minute tune to the bow, which is, the most critical tune to the bow. It's amazing how much guys get obsessed with tuning bows, but they don't talk about broadhead tuning. I'm like, dude, that's like the most, that's the only tune that matters. <laughs> yeah. Like you could actually have a somewhat bad tune on your bow, but if your broadheads are tuned perfectly, like that's fine. Totally cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we'll hit that next week for sure. But yeah, I'll be building arrows and then, or yeah. And then when are we going to broadhead tune next week or something?
0: yeah whenever i mean here the cool thing is all the ranges allow you to with your own target or something else you can take broadheads so nice easy peasy to go go tune your broadheads out um we got the bow shop downstairs so you know uh not too difficult. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Excited.
1: Oh, I think this year my bow is going to be set up better than it has last year. So, Or it's oh, yeah. going to be the
0: best setup I've ever had. So it'll be really yeah. nice. Mine will too if I ever get arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's going to be really funny if I'm shooting like my old school standard diameter arrows because I screwed up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, the irony in that was hilarious. That would be so funny. Yeah, but oh. we'll figure it out. But no, I mean, I think that's it, Dan. It's crazy. It's, it's, we started this in January and now it's this, uh, this check-in series is done. So that's it. I think we're, we're set. I mean, I, Dang. I, that's a great feeling right now is I'm just trying to rack my brain of like, what else do we not have? And it's like, I think everything's dialed in and ready.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Our check-in was in January. Now this is our last check-in yeah. before season. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Getting specific with training phys- fitness wise and then getting specific with the archery and then last bit of tuning.
0: And uh, yeah, I think, we're, just, I think we're good. We're probably not all star in any of those right now, but we're good on all of them. So that's all you need. And we will catch
1: you on the next one as we get closer.
0: Wow, three, four weeks away. So close. So if you guys are excited as we are. Again, always appreciate it when you're listening. Best thing you can do is just refer us to a friend, um, leave a review, that sort of stuff. Uh, like we said, not making money, not sponsored, just kind of doing this for fun. So, who the heck knows? One day we'll uh, maybe try to make something out of it, but for now, just appreciate appreciate your support. Love it. Uh, and as always, I get to say sorry to all the guys that have emailed me and I'm taking a week or two to get back, but new job, all that stuff. So I'll come, I'll get you. Don't worry. I'll get to you.
1: And I just want to give a personal shout out to Anthony who actually uh, reached out to me yeah. um, and you know, we've been talking back and forth and he noticed I've been traveling a lot and he said, Hey, if you ever need a place to crash, I'm you know, in Ohio. And I said, you know what i'll take you up on that <laughs> so uh yeah he, what a great host gave me cooked dinner everything it was just so great for my my long drive over the weekend so anthony thank you so much for listening thanks for your support and uh yeah uh, just, it's just it's just it's just so touching to see that this actually like it's of value to people and that they appreciate it and want to give yeah. back so
0: yeah it's been the you. coolest thing of the whole thing it's the, the people that reach out and are fired up on it excited about it like it's uh It's been really cool to see everybody. Um, So, yeah, it means the world to us, guys. Thanks. Um, We're really, really appreciative that you're here. And we are fired up and hoping you're going to go get something this September, too. And send us stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send us us stories. Yeah, how it goes. You know, keep us posted. This kind of feels like a sign-off right now. But, uh, yeah, just just, uh, we want to know. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Well, maybe we can feature some of them on a future episode. Yeah. We definitely yeah. want to talk to a few folks this fall. Cause I think yes. that's everybody's style is different. Everything's you know totally unique. So learning from other folks is the best way to learn. So anyway, All now right. we're officially wrapping it up. Stay tuned for the broadhead tuning next week and uh, we'll be talking soon.